Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley. Good afternoon, listeners. Thank you for joining us on Tax Avoidance is Legal. I am your host, Belsis Smalley. And I am your host, Craig Smalley. This is uh, week six of our show. As usual, we're very excited to be live on the air with you. And um, when we started this, we decided to challenge ourselves by making the topic of taxes fun and interesting. So that's what we've been, we've been trying to do. Um, so hang in there, and I'm sure we are going to have a lot of great information for you today. Yeah, so this week we're going to be discussing the perfect topic for April the 15th, which isn't even tax day this year, but don't get me started on that. Oh my goodness, yes, do not get him started. If I have to hear one more time about Emancipation Day, I'm going to just explode. Well, I mean, seriously, just because Washington, D.C. has a holiday. Again, I know, I know, Craig. I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to talk about that in a minute. Quit, quit complaining right from the get-go, all right? <laughs> anyway, this week we're going to discuss the importance of year-round tax planning. So we're live on the air and happy to take calls. The call-in number is 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748. Or you could send us an email at info at taxavoidancesLegal.com. Now, we realize a lot of people are at work and they don't want to talk about confidential stuff on the uh, on the air. So we do have an email option. And uh, before we move forward, I just want to stress that the advice given on tax avoidance is legal is general in nature. Craig W. Smalley, EA, and CWS, EAPA, LLP, and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on this radio show. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor. Um, as Craig mentioned, you can email us at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. We do have a website. It's www.taxavoidanceislegal.com. And throughout the week, um, any emails that we receive through Wednesday are always featured on Friday's live show. Um, and for those who are kind of late to the game and don't get in there to send in their emails by Wednesday, um, we do check the email box throughout the show. So I do check on that um, as the show is live on the air. Um, so feel free to go ahead and send us your questions. Uh, the show is sponsored by CWSEAPA LLP, and uh, we are a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services. You can always give us a call at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. And Tax Crisis Center LLC, the nation's premier tax resolution firm, uh, the, the Tax Crisis Center can be reached at 1-855-IRS-2911. So, Craig, So, ahead. Uh, before <laughs> we get started, I just have to say this. Here he goes. He's going to complain. So, um, I know that you're not going to stop until you get this out of your system. So, why don't you go ahead and get it out. Tell everybody why you are so upset about uh, the tax deadline this year. Okay, so today should be tax day. It's Friday. It's April the 15th, right? And that would work out amazing for every tax accountant because we have the weekend off and we should be closing our doors at 5 p.m. and taking our staff to a much-deserved happy hour. But guess why we're not doing that? Why, Craig? Tell everybody why aren't we doing that. 
Well, in Washington, D.C., they celebrate Emancipation Day, which is actually April the 16th, okay, which is interesting, and that's tomorrow. But when that date falls on a Saturday, Washington, D.C. closes down the day before, which is today. So tax season is extended three days because of that. But there's more. If you're in Vermont or New Hampshire, there's a holiday on April the 18th. So if you live there, tax day is actually April the 19th. So basically, you're not happy. Well, you know, after working 100-hour weeks for four months, I'm a little tired. You and me both. Now, imagine if we were in uh, New Hampshire or Vermont. <laughs> and thankfully, we don't have any clients in New Hampshire or Vermont, so we're yeah, fine. Oddly enough, we don't, so that that's a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, let's get started with our discussion, shall we? Um, I often think that clients have the wrong idea about what we do for a living. Um, do you have anything to add about about that, Craig? Yeah, it's the funniest thing. It's it's kind of funny. It's, you know, people think that uh, come tax time, so, you know, you'll get their stuff in April or March. They think that we wave this magic wand and just, you know, mysteriously the taxes go away. So... I was in the store the other day, and do you want to hear a funny story? Sure, why not? Something tells me you're going to you're gonna tell it regardless, so go ahead. Yeah, so I was in the store the other day, right? And, of course, it's tax time, and people like to get their tax advice from everybody else except for their accountant. So the one lady was talking to the other lady, and, and she said that her accountant was awesome because he got her back $5,000, right? That sounds great, right? And the other lady said... Her accountant was horrible because she ended up owing $1,500. So, of course, you know me. I interrupted and I asked them. Of course. Of course. You yeah, <laughs> of course. I interrupted them and I asked them, had they seen their accountant at all during the, during the year or was it just tax time? And it was kind of funny. They both kind of laughed at me and said, well, we only see our accountant at tax time. I told the lady with the $5,000 refund that the money she got back was her money in the first place, and couldn't she use that $5,000 during the year? Guess what she said? What was that? She said, of course, there were a couple of times where she could have used that money. She was running short, and she could have used that money. And then I told her that her, her accountant did nothing more than get her money back. It was her money to begin with. And I told the lady that owed $1,500 that she was better off because she didn't give the government an interest-free loan for the entire year. So how did that go over with them when you said that? Well, at the end of it, I gave them both my cards, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I guess we will find out. Um, yeah. So why don't you, t uh, you know, it's funny because I do hear that same exact scenario a lot. And, you know, we've heard it together when we've been out. People, when they find out what we do, you know, we'll, we'll hear them talk, tell us the this, this same kind of story all the time. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about why tax planning is so important? Well, you know, taxes are one of those things that, you know, it's, you know, there's a, fam a very famous saying, the only thing definite in life is death and taxes. So um, taxes are something that are, you know, you have to pay them. But, you know, the whole thing is you only have to pay what you absolutely positively have to pay and nothing more than that. And, you know, just like the name of the show, Tax Avoidance is Legal, but there's something that is funny that there's a lot of things that in a accountant can do 
you know, before the end of the year that we can't do a tax time. And there's a lot of advice that we can give you. So a lot of times I like to talk, you know, with our clients and I'm, I always tell them, you know, why don't you turn around and, you know, let's do some tax planning, you know, about mid year, you know, I start calling up the clients. Well, give me your stuff. Let me see where we're at. Let me see if we can make any adjustments. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week. It's really important to, um, you know, to plan for, for taxes. And you shouldn't really be seeing your accountant just once a, once a year at tax time because. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, there's, there's nothing that we can do. There's very, there's very few things that we can do. We can do an IRA contribution. We can do um, very little things. But usually by the by the end of the year, that's something that you know it's already done. And then what what th- what makes things even worse here? And I'm I apologize. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rant here, but. Um, you know, a lot of people are now, now we have the premium tax credit, right? You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the whole Affordable Care Act. So oh, that's um, been quite a, quite a, quite a nightmare for yes. a lot of folks. Yes, and I've never seen it end well. So what'll happen is somebody will take, like for instance, now it's 2016, they'll take their 2015 tax return into a health insurance person and the health insurance person will look at the income and say, Hey, guess what? I can get you um, a reduced cost on your health insurance because of your income. And what that is, is that's an advance of the premium tax credit, right? And it always so they, sounds fantastic, right, when they it tell does, you that? Of course, yeah, because because you get discounted health insurance, and that sounds great. But, you know, a lot of people, they want to take their advice from the health insurance guy or the barber or the bartender or whoever and um, funny story is, I had a client call me about this last year, funny story, and he tells me in the same vein that, well, I just got a $15,000 raise, and I was like, well, listen, don't take the premium tax credit, you're going to have to pay it back, and he argues with me, and I had five or six conversations with him about the same thing, and he tells me that the health insurance guy says that he can get it, and I told him, yes, you can, you can get it, but if you get Get it? It's based upon what your income is in 2015, because this was back in 2014. You know, so what'll happen is when you file your tax return, you've got to reconcile that, and you, you're probably going to have to owe all of that premium tax credit back. So, long story short. He ended up owing seven thousand dollars this year, and guess what? That seven thousand dollars was. All of that premium uh, tax credit. It was all of the premium tax credit. So I'm going to let you know I've never seen that work out well ever. So um, just some advice, some advice. If you do... Um, now it's, it's different, you know, if, if you are in a situation where your income is really low and it's going to stay low, then absolutely get the advance of the premium tax credit. But if you're pushing limits, and this is something you should really, really talk to your accountant about, because if you're pushing limits or if you've gotten a raise or something similar to that, you've got to be very, very careful because that's not free money. That's an advance of a premium tax credit. So what I always 
always tell clients is go ahead and just pay what it is. And what we can do is at the end of the year, we'll reconcile it. And if you still are eligible for the premium tax credit, you'll get it refunded to you. So, you know, instead of getting it in advance, just wait, you know, just be patient on it. But it sounds really good because your health insurance, which is very expensive, and I understand that, um, will be discounted like three or four hundred dollars a month. And I understand that. But it's something that you really, really that in particular, you really, really want to talk to your tax professional about. Don't take the advice of the health insurance person. Yeah, I mean, I I can understand, folks. Um, you know, like you said, it, it it's one of those things you kind of really have to be careful about it. And I wish that they would do a much a better job of educating the public because uh, a lot of folks are not aware of this, and it's really causing a lot of heartache for a lot of folks. We know what it's like to uh, you know not be able to afford that health insurance um, up front. So it sounds wonderful when you think, wow, I can get a, a discount. But what you don't want to end up is, you know, if you think it's bad. Now paying it, imagine getting hit with that bill at the end of the year. At um, one when time, yeah. At one time instead of over a month, you know. So, you know, instead of, you know, paying the extra $300 a month, getting hit with that all at one time and having to pay it back is horrible because, you know, unless you're independently wealthy or you have a little bit of money, most people don't have seven, $8,000 just laying around. So it's exactly. something you got to be very careful about. And those are one of those times that, you know, you should have a tax account that you can just pick up the phone and say, hey, I've got this going on or I've got that going on or this is happening. Can we please talk about it? And they should they should talk to you. They really should. Yeah, definitely. I think it's worth getting that extra guidance up front and knowing if it's worth it for you, if if it's it makes sense in your particular situation to take advantage of the tax credit now or to go ahead and just, uh, you know, maybe tighten your belt a little bit and make those payments and then um, rather than, than getting hit with a big tax bill at the at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, because, because even if you qualify for it, even if you qualify for the premium tax credit, even if you qualify for it, you'll still get it back when you file your tax return. So, you know, look at it that way. Just I, I'm just letting you know that, you know, I I do about 750 tax returns per year. And every time somebody takes that advance of the premium tax credit, I've never seen it end well. So it's just one of those things. I'm and glad we're talking. And that's. And that's just the tip of the iceberg on tax planning. Yeah, I think I'm, I think that's great advice, and I'm glad that we we talked about it. And hopefully, more folks out there, you know, get educated on that before they end up in a tight situation. Um, that being said, I know we have a lot more to talk about, but it's about time for us to go to break. So, folks, if you are out there listening and you have any questions, feel free to send them in. You can email us info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. We'll be back with more uh, tax planning. At Tax Crisis Center, LLC, we solve tax problems for a living. If you have a tax problem with the IRS, you've probably been inundated with postcards and letters from different tax resolution companies all over the country. Tax Crisis Center, LLC, is the country's premier tax resolution company. Unlike other tax resolution companies that will take your money and do nothing for you, once we are retained, we go to work. We get results for our clients and will handle your IRS problem professionally and expeditiously. 
Don't let the IRS push you around anymore. Give us a call at 1-855-IRS-2911. Email us at help at taxcrisiscenter.com or visit us on the web at www.taxcrisiscenter.com and let your voice be heard. CWSEAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning. Tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at one. 844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at cwseapa.com or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Put us to work for you today. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today we are discussing tax planning, and I just want to remind everybody that our call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. And you can also visit us on the web at Tax Avoidance. Uh, uh, I'm getting all tongue-tied here. TaxAvoidanceIsLegal.com, or you can send us an email with your questions to info at TaxAvoidanceIsLegal.com. And as Craig mentioned earlier in the show, we know folks might be at work. They may not want everyone in the office to hear them calling in and asking confidential questions. So email is a wonderful option. We tend to get a lot of emails, so uh, we always try to answer as many of those as we can. Um, before we went to break, uh, we sort of were, we began talking about tax planning. Um, so, Craig, for everyone listening, um, can you talk a little bit about what that ultimate goal of tax planning is? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's, you know, the goal of tax planning is to just basically mitigate, you know, your tax liability. And what's funny is there's just little subtle changes you can make in your life where you can, um, make things, um, that aren't tax deductible. You can make them deductible just, just by changing a little bit of what you do. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, like I said earlier, it's not like a tax time, you know, when it comes time to, to file your tax return, we're basically just reconciling your income, your expenses, and some deductions. And, um, you know, we're turning around and saying, well, this is what you owe or this is what you're getting back. But it's just basically more or less, you know, filling out a form. And I don't want to... I don't want to say that that's an easy thing to do because it's not. It's just one of those things where this is, you know, the tax return is just the end result of everything that we've been planning for for the entire year. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. It's basically the the end result of what you should have been doing all year long if, if hopefully you have a really good accountant that's giving you advice throughout the year. So why don't you uh, tell folks what are some of the things – uh, they can do to change their tax liability? Well, you know, I'm going to try to do this without boring everybody to death because I have to I have to talk about something called adjusted gross income, which I'm going to call AGI, so adjusted gross income. So dealing with the IRS and dealing 
dealing with taxes, you're always dealing with a bunch of acronyms. So um, here's one thing that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, I'll talk to clients and clients will come in at the end of the year. They'll say, I have a lot of medical expenses. Well, here's the problem with medical expenses is they're deductible, but they have to be in excess of 10% of uh, your adjusted growth income. So let's just say for conversation's sake that your adjusted gross income is $100,000. You would have to have in excess of $10,000 in medical expenses for them to even be deductible. And, you know, I know that, you know, we have a lot of medical expenses, but I don't think it's ever $10,000 or anything close to being deducted. So what you can do, and a lot of people don't realize this, is you can do something and you can open up a health savings account. Ah, yeah, absolutely. That's a wonderful thing. Um, I've heard you say that a lot and give that advice. Um, can you elaborate for folks listening in a little bit more about, um, you know, how the health savings account works or how they can take advantage of that and how it would yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. What it boils down to is what your deductible is. So the IRS says it has to be a high deductible. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story about us. We have two kids. Um, one is almost 18 and one is almost 15. And we're one of those few families that, uh, you know, we use our health insurance and we have um, a lot of, uh, you know, health care. And, um, you know, what's really, really, really funny about that is that, you know, we pay a lot in premiums, but the health care company, they pay a lot more in, um, in benefits, you know, to, um, than we pay in premiums. But, and we have the top of the line health insurance, but we have a deductible and it's considered a high deductible plan by the IRS. So just, I'm going to throw some figures out at you. So if you're single and you have a deductible of $1,300, that's it and your maximum out-of-pocket is $6,550, you can put $3,350 into an HSA. If you're 55 or older, you could put an additional $1,000. Now, if you're a family and you have a minimum deductible of $2,600 and a maximum out-of-pocket of $13,100, you could put $6,750 into an HSA. And if you're 55 or older, you can put an additional $1,000. Now, let me tell you why that's so important. An HSA deduction is a lot like an IRA deduction. So at the end of the year, a lot of people are looking, how much money can I put into an IRA? How much money can I do that? Well, a lot of times you get maxed out with uh, your adjusted gross income to where your adjusted gross income is too high to put money into an IRA. But it's very funny. I wrote um, an article not too long ago that was published by Accounting Web, and it talks about... Um, a different way to look at an HSA plan. So, you know, a lot of clients, I'll talk to them and I'll say, hey, why don't we put this money into an HSA? And if you stop and think about it for a minute, you could put $6,750, if you're a family, into an HSA. And it's deductible just like an IRA. And if you don't use that money throughout the year, if you don't use that money throughout the year, 
don't worry, you don't lose it. It just carries over to the next year where you can make another contribution and you can do it. Now, the way that those HSAs work is that if you turn around and you use the money for medical expenses, if you use them for medical expenses, they're tax-free, okay? And there's Mm -hmm. something else about them that is really kind of interesting is if you're not a person that really uses, you know, your health insurance and things like that, you can put your HSA in mutual funds, stocks and bonds, and they'll earn money tax-free, just like an IRA. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and so in my story, it was really interesting. I looked up what the medical expenses are for somebody that is um, over the retirement age, and this is very interesting. So retirement age right now is 65. So if you're 65 years old to the time of your death, most people spend $250,000 in medical expenses. And wow. how... Yeah, now, now stop and think about this. Most of those people get that money out of their IRA or their 401k. Well, remember, unless you have a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, when the money comes out of those two plans, they're taxable to you. Remember, because you got a tax deduction for them. So you can use these HSAs because when the money comes out, it's not taxable. And that's that's just one. Yeah, that's just one little thing that you can do. Yeah, and uh, so basically a lot of people, it sounds like a lot of people could do this. This is something that a lot of folks would be able to take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely, because like I said, there's AGI, uh, and again, adjusted gross income um, limitations on IRAs, so if you make a little bit more money or, or if you make more money, you can't put money into an IRA. Or if you're covered by a retirement plan at, at your work, even if you don't participate in it, you can't put money into an IRA and make it deductible. But if you have these these minimum deductibles and maximum out of pockets, you can certainly put the money into an HSA and it's tax deductible and there are no AGI limits. Wow. Well, that's one thing that folks can do. What about other things? Are, are there some other things folks could do um, that could benefit them? Yeah, absolutely. There are. Now, I, I want to uh, let you know that I am part of Generation X. So um, I'm going to be 44 this year. Um, in May, I'll be 44. And we were told very early on when I started working that Social Security and Medicare will not, will not be there for us. We were told yeah. that. So we are the generation of savers. Most of us back then, or at least I did, started oh, saving. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did, obviously. Well, I'm an accountant. But I started saving money back a long time ago. So what I always tell people is, max your retirement out. Now, for some people, they're not able to do that. And I understand that completely. But, you know, Belsis, you've always heard me tell clients, pay yourself before you pay anybody else. Always pay yourself. So put your money into your 401k. Even if your company doesn't match your 401k, still put it in there because it's tax deductible. So you can put in $18,000. If you're below 50, you can put $18,000 into a 401k. And that's taken right off the top. You don't pay tax on that. That's all pre-tax. And if you're over 50, you can put $23,000 into a 401k. So put that money in there. Now, if you work for a place and you're not covered by a retirement plan, or if your adjusted gross income meets certain limitations, 
put all that money into either a Roth IRA or put that money into a traditional IRA. And those are different things that you can do to mitigate your, your, your tax liability. And those are things that you can do, you know, during the year. Now, if you're in business for yourself and we're going to get, we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but when you, when you're in business for yourself, there's a lot of other different things that you can do. But typically, you know, if you, if you are one of those people, you just have a couple W-2s and maybe some itemized deductions. Um, my advice to you is always max those retirement plans that you have at work. If you don't have that, put the money into an IRA. Um, these HSAs, they work very well. You know, little things like that, just little subtle things that you can do that will, you know, mitigate your tax liability. So just, you know, for conversation's sake, let's say you put $18,000 into a 401k and you are in the 15% tax bracket. Now I'm going to get out my handy dandy calculator. And I'm just going to just do some math for you. So if we put $18,000 into a 401k and we're in the 15% tax bracket, we've saved $2,700. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but what have you done? You've actually paid yourself. You put money into a retirement plan. That's your money. It's not like you're out there spending Money on things that you don't need, that's your money. And that's, mm-hmm. and that tax deduction is something that you may need. Now, if you're in the 25%, 28%, 31%, 30, you know, the different tax brackets, the, the higher the tax bracket is, the more of the savings you have. Absolutely. And it's not like, uh, it's like you said, you know, we were, you know, thankfully we, we were very smart about saving. I have to give you credit where it's due. You've been excellent at saving towards retirement, but a lot of folks don't. I, I've worked for many years in human resources and it always shocked me to see how many people weren't taking advantage of, you know, all the different options and the plans that were available to them. And, um, the retirement fairy isn't going to come with a magic wand when you're, you know, retirement age and give you a bunch of money. Um, so absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is, and this is a little bit of a preview of next week's show. Next week we have a, uh, a guest. He is a, uh, he is the most amazing financial advisor that I've ever run across. And, and we're going to be really talking about retirement plans. So, um, this is just a little preview of that, but, um, you know, different things like that. I invite everybody that's listening to this to go to the Social Security Administration's website and Get your PEB statement, which is your personal earnings benefit estimate statement, okay? On there, it'll tell you how much money you paid into Social Security, what your benefits will be at retirement age, um, you know, this, that, and the other. It will tell you different things, but... The most important thing it tells you is on page one, it will tell you that if nothing happens with Social Security, it will be exhausted in 30, say in 2035. So that's something to really think about because I'm of a generation, well, I will never see Social Security. It'll never happen unless there's some drastic change. And then also, there are these new MyRA plans that you can get through your employer that work like a Roth IRA. And you can put as little as $5 a week or $5 per pay period into these retirement plans. So just do that. You can save so much money. 
Absolutely. And it's totally free to go on uh, the Social Security uh, Administration website and request that statement. You can do that every year and definitely going to be an eye opener for you when you do that. Um, well, it's about time for us to take a little break, Craig. Um, when we return, um, we can talk a little bit more about different uh, some additional tax planning um, tips for you and a lot of questions that have come in for you to answer. So, um Send us your emails at info at taxavoidanceislegal.com or give us a call at 1-888-GO-FOR-IT or 1-888-463-6748 and join us after the break. Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Come and see what you've been missing. Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies, too. Call us today at one 844 CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or visit us on the web at CWSEAPAPayrollService.com. At Albernus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at one 695 6658 Our website is com or email d at Your success is our business. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidances Legal. Um, before the break, uh, we were talking about tax planning. We discussed a bit about HSAs and retirement plans. And um, for uh, everyone who's listening, Craig, can you talk a little bit about what your process is with uh, regards to tax planning? 
Yeah, my process is a little bit different than um, uh, most accountants, and um, just let me explain that a little bit. Uh, first of all, we deal with a lot of people that um, own small businesses. So, you know, what we do is we um, we do tax planning every quarter for them, and we do these you know long uh, tax analysis and basically tell them, well, you know, you should do this or do that or do the other to to you know lower your your income and and things like that and match the retirement plans. And, you know, we also do them for individuals. So, you know, there are some individuals that um, that need tax planning and I always tell them, come talk to me, you know, halfway through the year and we'll see what we can do if you need to make an estimated tax payment, if you need to, you know, put money into an IRA, you know, stuff like that. So I know that that's a little bit different than um, other accountants out there, but um, it's something that, you know, that's what I being paid to do. I mean, I'm, I'm being paid to um, to tell you basically, you know, what you can do to just change things a little bit and, you know, and just lower the amount of taxes that you have to pay. Now, how exactly do you do that? It sounds a little bit complicated and new clients tend to uh, understand. Well, as you know, and, and I'm going to just let you in on this. Obviously, if, if you haven't figured it out yet, Belsus and I are a married couple. So we spend uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And as she will tell you, there have been many, many loud discussions over how much money I spend on software. Okay. So oh, absolutely. I spend, among, among other things, but for, for this uh, show's purposes, I will, I will leave the rest out. <laughs> well, on software, software is a big thing. Software is, I have a philosophy. It's, it's work smarter, not harder. So, um, I invest in the best software that I can possibly, um, invest in. So, you know, what I do is when I go through and I do these tax analysis and I don't want you to think the software does everything because it doesn't, you know, it's just, it's just like the old, um, saying, you know, garbage in, garbage out. You've got to put the money in, you know, you got to put things in the right place. But, you know, when it comes out and it shows me what a tax liability is or what somebody's projected liability will be, I always break it down for them. I always, you know, put it in a letter where well, you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to do the other. And then I send that out to them and I let them digest it for about a week. And then about a week later, my assistant will call them and tell them that I want to discuss what I've sent to them because Information that, and I realize that we live in a world where, uh, you know, things are a little bit different. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm saying, but I want to make absolutely sure the client does. So I always spend about 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes with them discussing with them what's on their tax analysis, what they need to be doing, if there's anything going on in their business that I don't know about or anything going on in their personal life that I don't know about. Um, so we can change everything. And it's, it's, it's a different approach. It's a different approach than, than, um, most accounting mm -hmm. firms out there, but it's, it's something that I wouldn't feel like I was doing my job if I didn't do it. I understand completely. I, I would say it's probably not very typical in the industry the way that uh, we handle things. Wouldn't no, you say that? It, it isn't. It it really isn't, and and that's unfortunate. It's it's a lot of um, you know, a, a lot of accountants will just you know get the information, put out financial statements, and 
And that's it. And obviously, you know, we have to, you know, for a business especially, we have to be able to have the information and do the financial statements and things like that. But um, what's really, really, really important is being able to interpret those. So now we have a bottom line. Now let's figure out what we can do to change things. Let's figure out how we can lower our tax liability. And that's something that um, you know, when I went into practice for myself, that was something that I absolutely positively wanted to do. And that's what I wanted to, you know, how, how I wanted, wanted my business to be run. Absolutely. Um, can you tell people a little bit about why exactly we do it that way? And then we've really got a lot of emails to answer. So we got to get into um, those. Well, I do it that way. I do it that way because everything boils down to tax. And, and again, like I've said, and, and I sound like a broken record. What you do today in two thousand, we're right now where it's April the 15th of 2016. What you're doing today greatly affects your 2016 tax return. It's not in January of 17 or February or March or April of 17. Things that we're doing that, that will take care of things. And it's now, it's today. So, you know, a lot of, it's funny because a lot of people think we work four months out of the year and that's it. And then we'll come back later and, and file those extensions like, you know, for people that we filed extensions for, but we don't do things that way. No, absolutely not. Definitely not. And that's one of the reasons I actually enjoy what we do. I mean, when, when a lot of folks, you know, like you said, we talked about earlier, folks don't usually really fully understand what it is that we do for a living. You know, it's not just about filling out forms and getting your taxes done and that's it. There is so much more involved in it. And I love the fact that we are, that we really analyze um, our client situations as a whole and that we try to give them the best advice um, for their day-to-day living. And it's not just a one quick visit to get their tax return done at the end of the year. So I, I know that I'm very proud of how we run things um, because I feel that, you know, we're really trying to serve as, um, you know, to educate our clients. And it's another reason why we do the the show as well is to try to educate folks as much as possible. There's so much to taxes that um, you wouldn't believe. And every little bit of information we can put out there really helps. So um, we have a lot of questions, Craig. Um, Let's get started and see. Uh, well, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and take a quick break before we hit up all those questions? Does that sound good to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I, do we have a lot of emails? Yeah, we have quite a few. So why don't we go ahead and take, okay. uh, take a break now and then come back and answer all the emails? It sounds like, it sounds like a plan. Craig Smalley is the author of 12 books regarding taxation. Two of his books have been revised this year. It starts with an idea revised edition takes you through the startup of a company. It talks about taxes, entity structuring, the IRS, and so much more. The Complete Guide to Estate, Gifts, and Trust Taxation revised edition is about how to navigate the complex estate tax. Both books have just been released by CWSEAPA Publishing, LLC, and are on sale now at Amazon.com. 
If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWS EAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at cwseapa.com or visit us on the web at cwseapa.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it. With so many choices when looking for quality investment advice, you owe it to yourself to seek a professional who has your best interests at heart. At J.B. Meridian Advisors, we don't sell products that generate commissions or have hidden fees. Client assets are never locked up in illiquid investments that could take months or years to access, or worse, charge a penalty to sell in an emergency. Our simple structure aligns the interests of our clients with our interests by charging a flat fee based on the assets we manage. As your portfolio value increases, our firm grows. Call J.B. Meridian Advisors now at 877-398-0051 or visit us online at jbmeridian.com. Now, let's get back to Craig and Belsis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. And thank you so much for uh, joining us back after our break. Uh, you are listening to Tax Avoidance is Legal, and we've been talking about tax planning. Um, and we've had so many questions that have rolled in um, that we're going to have to kind of See how many we can squeeze in, okay, Craig? I am, so, yes, you gotta love April the 15th, yes. Yeah, alright, well, Jeannie in Orlando has an odd question. Uh, I think I've heard this one before. She says, the individual income tax is a sham. Uh, the 16th oh, Amendment well. was never ratified. What are your thoughts on that? You're asking me to, you're asking this to mess with me, right? I wish I was, but it's an actual question, and uh, I love that it's coming okay. from someone named Jeannie uh, in Orlando. Okay, well, I'm okay, Jeannie. Well, yes, the the Sixteenth Amendment was ratified. It is the law of the land. Before then, there was an income tax during the Civil War. I've heard no taxation without representation. I've heard that my state did not ratify that, so I don't have to pay tax. I will let you know something. I have also seen somebody file a zero tax return and at the bottom sign it under protest okay <laughs> that i'm i'm well you're laughing at that but that's tax evasion that's criminal you've just mm-hmm. lied under perjury and that's punishable by five years in prison and a five hundred thousand dollar penalty so the 16th amendment was ratified there is an income tax it does exist oh my well all right, please, you know. please, if you're a regular um, listener, if you're, if you're a regular listener to the show, please do not ask that question again. It exists. 
Um, we have a question from Steve in Tampa. He says that he wanted to contribute to an IRA this year, but his accountant told him that he couldn't. Why? I have no idea. Um, it could it could be your well. Seriously, they, there could be a lot of things going on there, Steve. You could be um, you could be um, with a company that uh, offers a retirement plan um, that you just you just don't participate in it. Your adjusted gross income could be too high. Now, I will let you know. You can make an IRA contribution even if it's not deductible, but you don't want to do that. And I see people do it all the time. And the reason why you don't want to do it is that when the money comes out, it's taxable to you. So you put money into something, you never received a tax deduction, and when you take it out, you pay tax on it. So, Steve, don't make that IRA deduction. If your accountant's telling you you can't do it, he's telling you for a reason. All right. William in Annapolis asks, why is it a horrible thing to get a tax refund? Oh, well, okay. And I tell clients this all the time, and I've had clients tell me that they view um, their tax refund as a savings account. So I'm going to tell you what I always tell a client. So this is just me talking to a client. So a client will say, hey, I got $5,000 back, and I'll tell them that's too much. We need to do something with your withholdings. And they always come to me and say, well, like I said, I use this as a savings account. And my answer to them is always, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you give me $5,000 today? Today, give me $5,000 today. In a year from now, I'll give you that $5,000. Now, in that time, I'll take that $5,000. I'll go to Vegas. I'll gamble. I'll make money on it. I'll put the money in the stock market. I'll do whatever I want with that money. I will enjoy use of that money. I could. Sounds fun. I could. Exactly. I could earn so much money on that money, but I'm just going, I'm going to keep all the earnings, but I'm going to return the amount that you gave me a year, uh, the, you know, the year prior. So a tax refund isn't something that you really, really want to get. It's something I would much rather owe a thousand dollars at the end of the year than get back a thousand dollars. And the reason why is I can use that money throughout the year. I can do different things. With it, I can buy my lovely wife's jewelry. I can buy uh, my kids. Now they're getting older; they want cars. I can, you know, I can. There's a lot of things that I can do with that money today that I don't. So this isn't like a large windfall that you're getting. It was always your money to begin with. Yeah, why let the government uh, have it? Uh, you're giving them an interest-free you. loan. Exactly, Absolutely. you're giving them an interest-free loan. All right, we have another uh, question that came in via email uh, from Nick in Columbus, and Nick has a TurboTax question. Um, okay. First of all, first of all, first of all, I use professional software, so I have no idea how TurboTax works. So I know, I know, but let me finish. Nick wants to know where he puts it in a K one form. He's an investor in oil wells and received a K one form, and he doesn't know where he doesn't know where does it go. Oh, well, it goes on page two of Schedule E. It's, it's, and it's complicated because you're probably a passive investor and that's either a passive income or a passive loss. And that's a very long, complicated, um, discussion for another day. But, sounds like, um, sounds like Nick shouldn't be using TurboTax. <laughs> 
no, Nick, no, 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 Nick, Nick, stop what you're doing and go talk to an accountant because that's probably a passive loss or a passive income that you have coming and that's um, treated completely differently than other types of income or other types of loss. So stop what you're doing, go talk to an accountant, file an extension first though. Yeah, absolutely. And well, you know, that, that brings up a good question, Craig. What do you think of people who do their own tax returns? You know, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If it's something that, and you've seen me do this before with clients, if it's, you know, when I meet with the client for the first time, I always ask them for the last three years tax returns. And I'm asking for them for a lot of reasons, because if there's a mistake on them or something, we can go back and amend them. We can, you know, do different things. And if somebody has showed up with a tax return that they've prepared themselves and there's no mistakes on it and um, what they've done in the current year, they've, um, you know, it's pretty much the same as they've always done. I always tell them it's, it's you know, go ahead and do it yourself. If it's something that's simple where you have a W-2, a couple of W-2s, you may have some itemized deductions, <clears throat> excuse me, you may have, you know, dependent care credit or something like that. Don't worry about it. Do it yourself. There's no problem with that. The time you need to go talk to a professional, the time you need to talk to a professional is when you open a business where things get complicated or like Nick and his um, passive income and passive loss. That's when you really, really need to see an accountant. But before then, if you're doing them now and it's, it's a you know, fairly simple return to do. Do them yourself. I have no problem with that. Yeah, I understand. I always love it when you're honest with folks and let them know that you're probably one of the few accountants out there that that turns down, uh, you know, doing uh, simple tax returns because it's you know, if it's not something that you could really uh, do something different, if the person's doing a good job with their simple tax return, you always advise them to go ahead and continue that. Um, we're actually getting really, really close to the end of our show. I'm, we have so many questions. We'll, we'll be sure to answer all of these. Um, so if you sent in your question and we didn't get to it, please uh, don't worry. We will be sure to respond. Um, we have a great show coming up next week. Um, I know we're going to be um, talking with... Um, a special guest, uh, Jack yeah, Kennedy, we're gonna right? have Yeah, we're going to have Jack Kennedy. And let me let me sort of set this up a little bit. There's, you know, there's financial advisors and all the time they're trying to get accountants to refer their clients to them. And, and I want to let you know, and Belsis will tell you this firsthand, when somebody wants me to, to uh, refer my clients to them, I always sit with them and I always grill them. I grill them and I make sure that, you know, because I don't want to send my client to somebody else. Jack is completely different. He is a really good financial advisor and we're going to be talking about retirement plans and he's going to talk a little bit about his methodology and things like that. So I'm really excited to, to bring Jack in next week. Absolutely. So, Craig, let's uh, briefly uh, wrap up this uh, this show. Some some of the takeaways from today, I think, were basically don't wait um, all year, uh, you know, and just come see your accountant at the very end to get your tax return done. Yes, and especially especially if something is different going on in your life, let your accountant know about it. Even if it's something that you don't think that you know um, that that applies to taxes, it usually does, and there's usually something you can do about it. So, 
call your accountant, and if your accountant isn't responding to you throughout the year, if they're only open during tax season, find somebody that's open year-round. You really, really, really need need to talk to your accountant. And, you know, I can't stress that enough. I do not charge a client to talk to them, and, and your accountant shouldn't either. So it's something that, you know, you really want to um, – you know, make sure you have the right people on your team and uh, make sure that you're really doing this tax planning. Absolutely. Well, folks, this is going to conclude today's show. We probably could have stretched this into two because we got so uh, many questions, but we'll be sure to answer those. Um, and uh, we will be back next week with our special guest, uh, Jack Kennedy from JB Meridian Advisors, LLC. Um, until then, feel free to visit our website, taxavoidanceislegal.com, and send us your questions. Thanks. Have a great week.